I'm Dawn Janice, and my good friend Wendy Lee Baldwin Hargett is here as well. And we are your hosts of this podcast, Light Readings Podcast. This is where we ask you that question What has dimmed your light? And are you ready to do something about it? Some of the topics that we talk about might make some people uncomfortable, but stick around anyway because the magic is about to happen for you. Hey, Wendy. Hi, Dawn. It's so great to see you. <laughs> it's always good to see you. So we've had a really fun discussion just for a few minutes before we actually started recording this. And um, what we'd like to talk about today is a concept that we're both experiencing right now, which is keeping sacred appointments for ourselves with a capital S. Love it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, what that means to me anyway, Wendy, is that there are things that I love to do and that I need to do every day. Like, for example, I just told you I've been going for a walk every day to try to get some more movement into my schedule because it's been lacking the last couple of years and I'm feeling it in my joints. I'm feeling it in my attitude. I'm feeling it in my energy. I need to get outside and get some exercise in nature. So that to me now is a sacred appointment is that every day, I give myself at least a half an hour to go do that. What kind of sacred appointments are you holding for yourself? Mm, that is a fantastic sacred appointment. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wish I could make that kind of commitment to myself outside every day. You're lucky you live where you, you do. Although I have a treadmill, so I don't have any excuses not to do that, I guess. Uh, sacred appointments for me is uh, one, like you, time for self and also uh, other things, like like things that I want to do in business. And for one, a very sacred appointment to me is our time together every week to record this podcast. Yes, that's definitely on my sacred appointment list too, because this is so much fun. It's fun for us as, and hopefully um, for all of you listeners out there as well, hopefully you're getting something from what we're talking about. We feel like they're important topics and it's a, uh, um, it's just like, it's super important in my life. I feel like it's an alignment. So whenever, whenever something feels like it's an alignment, like it's fun to do and things go easily to me, that's a sign that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I want to hold that as a sacred appointment. Yeah, I agree. And the problem comes in is when we set appointments for ourselves and then something else comes along, something else in life, and we bump ourselves out of that time slot. We do not honor that sacred time because we allow something else that is seemingly, quote unquote, more important to take over. And it usually involves somebody else. And that's where the big, the, the, the big unfolding comes out, the big discussion, how we give ourselves up. We let go of our sacred appointments for somebody else. It's happened to you. It's happened to me. It happens to everybody. We think that we're going to go and do what it is that we want to do for ourselves, something that nourishes our heart, our soul, our, our, our physical self. And then something will happen. We say, okay, I'll put myself later. I'll reschedule myself or I'll take myself completely off the list and focus on somebody else. You know what I'm talking about? I definitely know what you're talking about. And I feel like um, that is much more common and I could be wrong here. But it feels to me like that is much more common for women. Like this is something that we've been taught for generations. It's not just since we were born, 
but for generations that we hold it in our DNA, that we are not allowed to put ourselves first in anything. Um, and especially for something that is what some people may consider to be selfish, self-centered, whatever we want to call it, something specifically just for us. And I am telling you all right now that are listening, that is not a negative thing to put yourself first and centered in your life. That is imperative for a healthy life. And then once we're in a healthy life, then we can start truly being able to give with joy to others and not feel resentment or lack or all those things that come from giving up our sacred appointments with ourselves. Yeah. Resentment. You hit that, that big emotion right on the head. We may not recognize that we're feeling resentment in the moment might not be until after we have given ourselves away for decades, but at some point that emotion of resentment is going to come up because we're going to, you know, could find ourselves in the, the position of how come I have to keep giving ourselves, my, giving myself up. I have a, a family member that I've always just been in awe of who was very regimented very dedicated to the self-care department. You know, I'm talking very dedicated to um, running, very dedicated to going to, to the gym and just very routine. Didn't matter what else was going on in the world, that came first. And there were so many years that I was a combination of being in awe, like one, you know, that is that kind of dedication. And two, it's like, how come my life can't be like that? How come I, I felt like, you know, it was like, I always have to give myself up for somebody else, but this person doesn't have to. What it's taken me a lifetime so far to realize I didn't have to to give myself up. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> you know, I, I, I kept telling myself the story that I had to give up what I wanted to do mm -hmm. to please, you know, again, it was usually to please somebody else, but I didn't have to, we don't have to do anything unless we want to. I was thinking that as you were saying that, and I'm resonating with what you're saying, because I've always felt that way too. And that's such a victim mentality, like yeah, yes. a, martyr, a martyr mentality that we have to give of ourselves when we are depleted already. And that's not the case. We get to give when we're ready to, when we are full. And to get full, we have to have that time for ourselves and whatever that looks like. For me, it's the walk. For me, it's the exercise. For me, it's having time to write. For me, it's actually sometimes deciding to take something off my calendar that has been on my calendar for a few years. My, a weekly appointment that I am not looking forward to every week. And it's like, okay, there's something off here. So I get to make that choice. Um, and, and I did that about nine months ago with a hour and a half every week appointment with a networking group that I had. As much as I love the people in there, it was got to be something that wasn't bringing me joy anymore. And it's kind of like Marie Kondoing your calendar, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, is this, appointment that I have every week feeding me is that is it feeding my business is it feeding my soul is it feeding my happiness or is it just taking away and it's sometimes it's just time to look at those things yeah that's a really good point I love that yeah is it feeding me or taking away yeah you know something that I have discovered uh, now that I have finally after a lifetime, learned to respect my sacred appointments, to it's 
which is a form of self-respect as well, is that life can still potentially try to throw you off course. Uh, and you get to choose if you're going to hold to your commitment and let everybody else's stuff just kind of take care of itself a different way or not. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. This week, um, I was needed for um, childcare, you know, for my granddaughters, which was fantastic. You know, this is like the sweetest little grand angels anybody could ever have. But it was so it was a, a big situation that was connected to it. And there were some delays that were coming up and there was the real potential that I was going to have to redo my schedule, possibly for multiple days this week. And I just set the intention to the universe, you know, you can call it God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, higher self. I just said, I am not, sh I'm not shifting what I have on my calendar and the started with my dentist appointment yesterday. Not many people get excited to go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't exactly excited to get there. I was pretty stressed out by the time I got there from traffic and everything, but I was committed because going to the dentist is self-care. Yeah. And I know from my oral hygiene uh, history, I really need to go to the dentist every six months. And plus I like to get my teeth professionally cleaned. And so I just said to the people involved, I had, this is my appointment. This is the time that it is, you know, we get, this gets to be figured out. So figure it out. And everything fell right into place where I made it to my dentist appointment on time. Got a clean bill of health. I'm in the no cavity club again. Yay. <laughs> so, but it just felt really good declaring, you know, putting myself, like you say, centered in self. I put my my well-being, my health as a priority. The universe responded, made some miraculous shifting, actually, uh, and it all worked out. It was a win-win. It ends up being a win-win sometimes. And that always sort of is a message to me. I'm starting to see things now when that happens, that when I hold my boundaries and I keep my sacred appointments with myself. And I'm still, I mean, this is a practice. So I'm still working on doing it all the time. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. It's a practice. But when that happens and things turn out better for the other people involved, that to me is confirmation that when I get into alignment, others find alignment as well. Yes. Some may, some may not. That's their choice, not mine. But there's something about allowing others, especially adult children and husbands, for example, to make a choice and do things for themselves that empowers them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as women, mothers, wives, we think we're responsible for everything. I feel like, I mean, most, there's a lot of us that feel like that. And I'm learning, oh, you know what? Who do I think I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, that's that's just how most of us were raised. And it's a group consciousness. You know, this has been going on for, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not the greatest in history, but I, I'm i assuming for, you know, hundreds, thousands of years where, because women, we're nurturers. That's just how we're wired. We, we want to create the home. We want to make sure everybody feels loved, make sure everybody's fed, make sure everybody's happy. And somewhere along the way in that natural nurturiness of ourselves, we kind of lost our way because we overgave. And there's a lot of subconscious 
stuff going on around that as well. Not only is it the the group consciousness and the way we we're raised, but there's also can be a lot of insecurities. Well, they won't love me if I don't show up and do this for them. They're not going to be happy with me. You know, I need to please this person. You know, we we are all we tend to be consciously or subconsciously people pleasers and being a people pleaser is an inner child wound. Mm. So when we go in and we heal all of that and take back our power from whenever it got lost along the way, whether it be the group consciousness or the ancestral or something that happened in this lifetime, that's when we can really stand in our power and really hold those sacred appointments because we are, I, I just, I love how you explain it being centered in self. It's not selfishness, it's being centered in self. And I feel that we, you know, our messages, there's not a lot of people talking about this and it's time for women, especially and if men, if, you know, they're falling into this category too, it's time to start shifting, not being selfish, big difference, but start nurturing and loving and honoring and respecting yourself. It's a, it's time for a new way of being. Agreed. And it's, it's about the being and not the doing right. Being true to yourself. So true to yourself and being centered is like, they're very close together. Like Mm -hmm. seeing who you are, knowing that person, loving that person that you are, that you Mm -hmm. see in the mirror, that human being. And, um, my gosh, and then just living from that point on, like living from that point on. So yes, I feel like born a female in this culture, in this time, that there's a certain role that we are expected to fill Mm -hmm. that we were expected to fill. I feel like that has shifted. So sometimes I've experienced the fact that, you know, fulfilling that role that that doing I wasn't being my whole self that soul that human being that I was born as that has more to give that has more to be Um, we are powerful human beings females are powerful human beings and to limit ourselves to a certain role which is just to nurture our family and to always shift our well-being over to the over to the side to make way to give constantly will deplete us and that will stop us from being all that we were meant to be when we were born into this body in this life that's my way of thinking. And um, I feel like this is a really good start by holding and keeping appointments, sacred appointments with ourselves, uh, understanding that we are a very important, powerful human beings. And so, you know, if, um, if the, I don't know, somebody important that, you know, let's just say it's the president of the United States. Now, some people may not like the president of the United States, but if it's the president of the United States that I'm supposed to be meeting with um, at five o'clock today, you better believe that I will shift my whole calendar to go meet with him 
because he's an um, important, important human being in my world, right? Mm-hmm. I should be even more important than that. I should be the most important person in my world. And some of you may really be uncomfortable with this with <laughs> message today uh, because it is a different way of thinking because we're really taught to be selfless. And in my opinion, that's not a healthy way to be. Mm, selfless. You hit the the nail right on the head. Yeah. And, you know, when we are selfless, we are being less of who we are. We can create disease in our body because we're not expressing who we really are. You know, what comes to mind is the amazing public story of Anita Morjani. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she has her beautiful book, Dying to Be Me. It was one of my uh, earlier books that I read about all this metaphysical body-mind connection. Uh, I, I was introduced to her through Dr. Wayne Dyer, one of his talks, he brought her up on stage and she's actually now on YouTube, but she shares her story. It's been a while since I've read the book, but she shares her story where she actually, you know, she died from stage four cancer. And then he was given the message, you know, that she needs to come back. Her work was not complete. And what she understood is she was living her life to please everybody else but herself. And when she made that decision to come back and live her life for herself, she's healed herself. You know, she's obviously still alive from, you know, being dead stage four cancer. But it was such a a powerful example of what happens to us when we don't live our lives for ourselves, when we put other people first, because she was, you know, raised in a a culture where she needed, I, I think it's not just her culture. It's like, no matter what culture or it seems like you come from women, we're supposed to please our fathers, we're supposed to please our mothers, we're supposed to please our husbands, whatever. Um, but, you know, when she made that decision to live her life for her, what made her happy, that's when, and this is all medically documented, you know, because I know that can sound really far out to some people. But she made that that decision to come back and she's alive, she's healthy, she helps people understand the importance of living your life, living it fully, living it for yourself and not living it to please other people. Wow. And it, it comes back to what we are talking about, holding our sacred appointments with ourselves. I feel like once we do that, that's an amazing story, by the way, I just, I, I want to look into that and read about that because that just sounds miraculous. It is. It is miraculous. It, I mean, it is. It's a miracle. But I feel like when we do this, um, this centering, this um, holding sacred space for ourselves and truly loving ourselves and respecting ourselves, because it's about respect uh, and trust, that there's a compassion that develops in us for others that is more true than if we are not taking care of ourselves. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yes. It's there's no resentment in it. It's it's truly compassion for others. It's respecting their sacred space and who they are. That trust and respect starts to develop and then compassion as well. And um you know, some of you may disagree with me and that's okay. Um but it's just something that I'm I'm really studying. I'm really actually writing about as well. And um, it is a practice for me because this is generations and generations of 
being like this and do and doing for others. So I'm learning and I'm working on this as well. And awareness, you know, we, we go back to awareness being key and, and you're, you're like, you know, you're normal. I'm working on, on this too. That's what we're here to do. We're in human school. We're, we're learning new things. We're unlearning old behaviors and it's a process and we get to love and accept, uh, love, accept, have compassion for ourselves too. you know, have compassion for other people, but also have compassion for ourselves. And something that I have learned, especially uh, in this last year, the power of compassion, mm. compassion heals all wounds. Mm. Yes. Even if like, you know, two people agree to disagree and they go their separate ways, we can still have respect and compassion for that person. It doesn't mean we don't care about them, even love them. Um, But I agree with you. I feel like so many, like, I wish my parents, you know, would have parted with compassion for each other instead of the nastiness that happened during their divorce in the 70s you know there's everybody would have been better all around them including themselves yeah 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 compassion is a choice yeah and I've made many mistakes like that too with breakups in my life (laughs) not just my parents fault that's for sure (laughs) oh well I'm, I'm guilty as well but you know what it's all a learning process So you don't know what you don't know. And now you do know. So now you get to apply it. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, And, you know, I was telling you earlier, Wendy, it's like the pendulum swings with me. It's like, I am at one end of the spectrum for a while. And I allow things to sort of happen to me instead of setting boundaries and speaking up for myself. And then I, all of a sudden, one day I realize it like two years into it and I go, oh, okay, let's swing the pendulum to the other side now and just hold these ho- these really hard boundaries and let's take care of everything all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it's a fan and, you know, there's a lot to clean up, but eventually it's going to be fine. Um, I feel like I'm kind of going through that stage right now where those big girl pants came back on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's great about that is your awareness. You you say, oh, this is how I behave. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to behave this way anymore. What what is it that I need to look at and shift inside of me uh, so that I can stop this chaotic pattern and just be in that that centered that peace. Uh, and peace. I mean, I think that's, that's one of the things that my clients talk about that they would really like to have in life when we really drill down. Mm-hmm. It's peace and freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, those are those are two big motivating factors in my clients lives. Most of my clients that I've worked with, they talk about peace and freedom mm-hmm. and confidence and all that comes from getting to that center. Mm-hmm. Getting to that centered point and really putting yourself first. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like everybody's going to say, oh, it's like what they say on the airplane put your oxygen mask on first. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Do it. Yeah. Anybody needs permission to start honoring their sacred appointments to be centered in self, to put themselves first? Consider yourself officially being given permission. <laughs> so. Yes, double, double. Yeah, that's right. 
All right, Wendy. Well, this has been such a great topic and uh, I feel like somebody needed to hear this message today. If it's you out there, our dear listener, please make a comment in below, either on the podcast app or on YouTube, because we would like to hear what you have to say. Start a discussion. If you disagree, let us know that too. We don't mind having discussions. Um, we really appreciate any feedback that you have. And please do like on YouTube and share either the podcast app or, or the YouTube video. We really appreciate that here at Light Weavings. Yes, we do. Thank you. This has been such a wonderful, important conversation today, Don. I believe so. Um, I know that it's important in my life. I know you and I have talked about this. It's important for both of us. And so we just thought that it would be important for you listeners too. So thank you, Wendy, for all of your insight and your positivity on this. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Don. I appreciate you too. Thank you. All right. And thank you to everybody listening and watching. We really appreciate you all. We sure do. We'll see you next time on Lightweavings Podcast. Yes, Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.